Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41-year-old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers! This is episode 17, and I'm recording this on Thursday, November 19th of 2020. The epic year we'll never forget. Um, want to start with the perimenopause front. I haven't talked about that, I think, in a few episodes, but over the summer, I had, just a quick little recap, over the summer, I had a 69-day cycle, like where I had a normal five-day period for, you know, five days, and then had 64 days before the next period. Oh, look, I never turned off the sound on my phone. Okay, let's do that. Oh, while I'm doing that, let's turn off the printer so it doesn't beep beep. Okay, now you got me <laughs> fully. So yeah, after having that, I was actually in the midst, the middle of that cycle when I had just a regular checkup with my primary care physician who's a naturopath and she's recommended I do some hormonal testing, which I did. And she got the results back and I had a follow-up with her a few days ago. And it turns out, I'm not in perimenopause. Like, they can tell from your hormone levels with the estrogen and testosterone, testosterone, and something else, which is still new to this. Not a doctor here, folks. But they can tell from all my hormonal levels that I have not even entered perimenopause yet. So that 69-day cycle was just, you know, life. Probably some stress of, you know, hello, pandemic contributing to it. And... Since that 69-day cycle, I've had a bunch of quote-unquote normal cycles, like 24 to 30 days. I never have, like, I've never been clockwork. And then my last cycle was only 20 days, but now I'm on, I think, well, let me check. I keep a notebook where I write every night. It's like a health journal, and I keep track of, like, basic health things, including the day of my cycle. Okay, today's day 23, so I'm not having as short a cycle as I did last time. Um, so yeah, I'm not in perimenopause, which I assumed I was, but guess not. And I do, though, have low testosterone. Testosterone. How do you even pronounce that? <sighs> I'm a podcaster who can't pronounce. So that can contribute to lower energy. And so my doctor said I could either take a cream or there's this, like, insertion where they surgically put, like, a pellet the size of like a tic-tac kind of between the fat and the muscles on one of your thighs and it works from can work for like six months like releasing testosterone as your body needs it I was like you know what let's let's just start with the cream I don't need I can apply a cream once a day twice a day and I don't actually have the cream yet it was being compounded by a special pharmacy and they're mailing it to me so we'll see what happens when I start the uh a little bit of testosterone. Um, last week I talked about how distance learning sucks, and I stand by that episode, but also since recording it, I have felt like a major mindset shift. Um, I'm a little more m- more accepting of the situation. I, I think I'm, you know, in a phase where I'm accepting of the situation. It's just a roller coaster, and I need to vent, and even if I'm venting regularly with friends, it's like sometimes it builds up and I have to just be really cranky and feel dark about it, and then then it passes after I let myself have my feelings. So right now I'm in a good place. It, it helps that next week is Thanksgiving 
week. We get the whole week off. And in years past, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. I have the kids home for like 10 whole days. I only ever got like Thursday and Friday off. But now that distance learning is part of the equation, I'm like, yes, why don't we take two weeks off? Why don't we just, why don't we just be off until the new year? And then we can try distance learning again. It's remains unclear too whether we'll be back to hybrid in January. Um, it's just really unclear. So now it's a week before Thanksgiving and I want to talk about the holidays. For me the holidays really begin in October with Halloween because I love Halloween and also Julian's birthday is November 2nd. So I always think of like this two-week period, the week before Halloween and the week after as like my motherhood Olympics because you know there's all the festivities of Halloween and then there's his actual birthday and you, then there's his birthday party and all jammed into the two weeks so um but it certainly felt like the motherhood Olympics this year but I actually enjoyed it so it was a nice distraction from hello pandemic and actually managed to publish a book during that two-week period too which I I don't recommend to my future self. Maybe publish mid-November or mid-October future self. Don't <laughs> try to publish a book. But it was really fun to publish the distance learning activity book for parents just barely holding on to their last shred of sanity. Now available on Amazon. Did you see how I just slid that little plug for my book in? But all right, Thanksgiving, the holidays. So, you know, I could have actually recorded this episode and done it in mid-October. But I'm kind of glad that I didn't because it's giving me some perspective on like how the holidays work in 2020 and how they don't work. Uh, we didn't do trick-or-treating and we had a very different Halloween from usual, but we still had a lot of fun. And I was in a good mental space that week, probably because I was on the verge of publishing my activity book. And I think like you know, we had a backyard party with some friends and... I think the party for the kids ended up being more fun than trick-or-treating and it was fun for the adults too. So Halloween ended up being really good and you know we had a lot of warning in advance that it wasn't going to be a typical standard Halloween that it was going to be that you know trick-or-treating was off the table and you, people did trick-or-treat in our neighborhoods but I decided and that it was too hard to take Julie into that trick-or-treating and then to a backyard gathering and that the backyard gathering would be like a good memory for them. So we didn't, we foregoed trick-or-treating and I also knew that it would stress my parents out if I, if we were going, you know, out. So we skipped that. And so having, I had low expectations and I knew going into it in advance that it was not going to be the Halloween we would usually have, but I made the most of it in terms of, you know, we carved pumpkins and we still did costumes, of course, and we went to our favorite farm for their harvest festival and, you know, and we knew it wasn't going to be nearly as good as their usual harvest festival, but it was good enough. It was something, I mean, our, our, our standards are really low these days because so much has been closed to us that when you get a little something, it's like, yes, this is wonderful. So I'm going to try to use what I learned from all the fun we had of Halloween to make sure we have, we enjoy the rest of the holiday season. But I did have, our Thanksgiving is not going to be like it usually is. We're, we're going to have a much, much, much smaller gathering and just with like my parents and my grandma, and we're gonna be outside 
and my mom doesn't feel comfortable with me cooking in their kitchen. So, you know, we, so I originally envisioned like, okay, it's going to be a smaller gathering, but I'll go to my parents' house in the morning and I'll do a lot of cooking there and we'll get the same experience of like the day of cooking and the shared meal. But my mom isn't comfortable with us, with me using her kitchen. So when my dad told me this, I was at first really enormously irritated and I, f I felt like they're ruining Thanksgiving and part of me like a little inner you know adolescent was like well if it's not going to be like that I can cook in your kitchen maybe we just shouldn't do it at all but then the idea of just staying home and cooking felt kind of when my parents and sister are less than an hour away that felt kind of hollow so it took me you know 12 hours to process it and think it over and then my brain was like no we can do this so on Wednesday I'm going to do the usual a lot of the cooking that I would do on Thursday but you know and I think we'll benefit from it so on Wednesday I will make my sweet potato casserole and the green bean casserole and the stuffing and then on Thursday morning I'll get up and we'll do a couple of hours of cooking for the Brussels sprouts and corn muffins and the bread rolls and make way too much food, but like, hey, it's Thanksgiving, when else are you gonna do this? And then we'll just drive everything over to my parents' house and they'll reheat the dishes and we decided, since they want us to eat outside, we're just gonna have a one o'clock meal. We usually do more of like five o'clock, 5.30, but you know, it's, it's cold and dark outside at that point. And we thought like, well, we could set up tables in the garage and have the garage door open, but that's that's not ideal. So we're going to eat outside at one. And you know, now that I've adjusted to this, I'm like, this, this might actually be even better. Like we might discover some new ways of doing Thanksgiving. My parents are in charge of the turkey and they're not making it. They're just ordering it from Honey Baked Ham. We're gonna skip the agony of cooking. And so since we don't have to make a turkey that day, we'll have um, turkey and honey baked ham. I love honey baked ham. And I, you know, turkey's good, but for me, it's not the highlight of the Thanksgiving meal. It's really about the stuffing and sides and the pies for dessert. I don't, I could skip the turkey, honestly. So I actually kind of resent the turkey because it takes up real estate uh, first on my plate and then in my stomach. And I'm like, I can't get another bite of my mom's amazing cranberries sauce um, because the damn turkey's taking up room in my stomach. But with the one o'clock meal, we'll have time to digest. We'll take the kids on a neighborhood walk. We've been visiting every week and weekend usually, and the kids love to bring their, you know, Julian likes his scooter, Pippa brings her roller skates. We take like a 45 minute walk. So, you know, we'll digest, get through those food comas, and then we'll be able to eat pie. And I fully intend to digest pie and then eat pie again. And we're buying the pies like we always do. You don't have to like set these impossible standards for yourself. Do what you love, but not to the point where it makes you insane. And we're, yeah, and then we'll be able to go home before the kids crash. So this actually works out well. Instead of eating dinner at five and then being still full, but rushing to eat dessert so that we can then leave and go home and crash before the kids, you know, turn into like rabid monkeys, we'll have like a more leisurely afternoon. So I'm now, um, I've changed my expectations and I've adjusted. I did allow myself to feel though irritated and annoyed and then, but then didn't wallow in it was more like, to, you know, cause I thought I, I allowed myself to think maybe we just won't go. And then felt like, 
oh no, that that kind of defeats the purpose of Thanksgiving when there's family in town. So, you know, we're we're rolling with the punches here. And I I hope wherever you are, you're able to have a lovely Thanksgiving and um a safe gathering and you know, enjoy the the spirit of the holidays. All right, Christmas. I'm looking at you, Christmas 2020. God, I am trying to not like spend a small fortune on Christmas presents for my kids this year just to make up for the shitty year and the, uh, you know, poor Pippa doing distance learning and really like just never going to have a normal day of second grade, it looks like. We're not going to have our traditional Christmas Eve gathering that my aunt and uncle host and have been hosting since before I was born and the whole extended family, you know, like I think there's like 40 people involved at this point. Obviously, we're not having that. My aunt makes lasagna, and there's this Cool Whip dish that's amazing. And I think it's actually one of the green ones actually called like Watergate casserole or Watergate something. I heard the name recently. I was like, oh my god, that's my Aunt Berta's Christmas Eve dish. And so we're, gonna, we're not going to have that. The email was sent. Everyone expressed, you know, like next year we'll just have to party harder. Um... But we can still cook at home and watch a holiday movie or I'll have extra time to finish wrapping presents if I've procrastinated on that and maybe we'll go out for a drive to look at the lights. I don't actually, I haven't fully planned out what Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, like how the flow of the day will go, um, what day will go to my parents' house or I don't think we'll go both days. I think we'll just choose to do one day at home and one day with my parents and my, my grandma will come over because she lives nearby in an assisted living facility and my sister will be there. Um, I don't want to like, you know, it's not like, okay, we're missing out on Christmas Eve. So let's just at least, let's do two days in a row with my parents. But, you know, we can't, I can't cook in their kitchen and it makes it harder. So, you know, we'll figure it out. And maybe we'll order Chinese food for one of those days. Like, we'll figure it out. And there's a lot of traditions that we do that can still happen. Like, uh, my kids love to make salt door ornaments with me. We go out Christmas light hunting, just driving around for free. And we bake cookies and make fudge. And I hear Trader Joe's has their um, gingerbread houses. So note to self, I gotta go do that to pick those up tomorrow. I actually had a nightmare. Like, I, in the nightmare, I woke up and it was December 17th. And I had, like, missed a whole month of my life and had missed Thanksgiving and had was in a panic that we weren't going to get to do all the Christmas fun stuff we wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I didn't get the gingerbread houses for the kids at Trader Joe's and I promised them this year. So that definitely a FOMO dream. Yeah, FOMO is definitely part of the holidays and the whole 2020 experience. But I try to remind myself, I once heard years ago a podcast episode, I think it was on the Good Life Project, and it was like a guest speaker, so I have no idea. But she talked about JOMO, the joy of missing out. So instead of FOMO, like, oh, fuck, I'm missing out, I'm afraid, like, everyone's doing having this fun, amazing life, and I'm missing out, it's JOMO. Like, I didn't do that, and I created space for relaxation and peace, and um, I didn't do that, and I was able to, you know, just... Like, I wasn't at this big fancy party, but I was at book club with a few good friends. So I'm trying to embrace the JOMO this season. And, I, you know, my brain just went, like, really quiet there for a second. I'm like, what's next? What's next? <laughs> my brain stopped thinking. I'm, I am going to try to embrace, you know, doing traditions, but also understanding that this year is harder. Like, I've got a second grader who is 
doing distance learning, which is very demanding. I have a preschooler who gets to go to school, but goes a lot less time than he would have been going if it wasn't a pandemic year. So I'm not going to set unrealistically high expectations for myself. Or if I do, I'm going to say, okay, I made a mistake there. Let's, let's adjust that. So I haven't decided if we're doing Christmas cards this year. Uh, on the one hand, I'm like, it, you know, takes time and money. On the other hand, I enjoy doing it. I love snail mail. So we'll see. I'm not, I usually panic and I'm like, I gotta get it done in November. And now I'm like, you know, we're going to get it. Like we're, we're, there's a, the Grinch is coming not to Pasadena, but to like the West side and Julian's obsessed with the Grinch. So he doesn't know the kids don't know this, but I made a reservation and we get to go meet the Grinch and take pictures. And if we get a good family photo, like it might be a Grinch Christmas card. Um, or we just might jettison this jettison it this year, or it could be a New Year's card. Who knows? So I will. I'm allowing myself. Sorry, as I rustle my papers, some empty space in my plans. I don't have to have it all figured out yet. Um, but I do feel, as as a note here, I feel real. I really feel for everyone out there who lives in a colder climate, like my best friend from college who's in Maine. Hi, Kelly. I you know I, I don't know how you guys are gonna do it this year all of you in colder climes if the if you're living with social distancing and you can't really be outside for huge stretches of time god that seems so tough i do feel really blessed to be doing this year with you know first with a pool in the backyard so that we could still get outside even with the heat and now with just pasadena weather where even when it gets cold i could put on you know like i had book club last night outside in my friend's backyard and we were socially distanced and I was wearing my puffy jacket and my new really soft thick leggings from Old Navy and I was knitting and it was very cozy and wonderful so I'm you know I'm just gonna be flexible and I keep saying that I guess I have to remind myself be flexible be flexible I'm really not physically flexible I can't touch my toes never have and I stretch every day and it's just not happening but I have to be flexible with my life this year, at least, even if I can't be flexible with touching my toes. So I am grateful that we can go outside and meet with friends and do an outdoors Thanksgiving and do outdoors Christmas Day with my parents and sister. And that they live close enough for us to see. Like, I mean, we haven't even seen Nathan's parents now in over a year because, like, Nathan's dad was on the verge of coming to visit right before, like, right as the corona sh shit hit the fans. So, like, we just haven't seen it any of the Nebraska family and it doesn't seem like we can be going there anytime soon at least not until the spring or summer so yeah just grateful for what we have and really going to go big when we can um but and, and another reminder though with the holidays coming up and it can seem a bit overwhelming about traditions and creating memories especially if you have young kids remember that holiday memories are cumulative so like for me I know we didn't make gingerbread houses every year as a kid and we didn't even make gingerbread houses but my mom would let us make the houses out of like um, graham crackers and frosting which is to me better but um so we didn't do that every year but the memory of the tradition is still there so you can miss a tradition like we didn't make the gingerbread houses last year but my kids still remember it as something they love doing with me and or at least Pippa does and Julian's pretending he does and 
the, the memories are cumulative. So we're missing Christmas Eve with my extended family this year, but the memory is like burned into all of us and missing one year or even two years is not going to like degrade that memory. It's not going to like completely destroy that tradition. They do come back. So it doesn't have to be a picture-perfect holiday every single year or any year for that matter. And picture-perfect is pretty boring. So, you know, it's like now we're learning with my family, like maybe we're going to be like, you know, let's never make a turkey again on Thanksgiving. It's too much pressure and stress. Let's always get the honey-baked ham and turkey. We'll find out. So, okay, going forward, I'm going to try to keep on allowing my feelings, which is hard sometimes because I have for so many years tried to crush my feelings down. But I'm going to keep trying to allow my feelings. And when I do have feelings that feel a little difficult or challenging, I'm going to try to pay attention to them and be curious and ask myself what's going on. And the more I do this, the more I realize that just the paying attention and being curious is sort of, is all I need to do. Because then I start to figure out, like, it's not like I need to like make an action plan or, you know, a 10 step program for dealing with my feelings. It's just pay attention and be curious to them. And then things sort of unfold naturally from there. I'm going to try to have an attitude that embraces the adventure and finds the good, even in the insanity of 2020. But I'm also going to let myself mourn the losses. Like, I'm going to let myself feel a little sad on Christmas Eve and, you know, the melancholy that I'm not at my Aunt Berta's house eating her amazing lasagna. And and that's okay. I can be, you, you can have multiple feelings at the same time. It can feel weird to be like, I'm feeling joyful in the present moment, but also melancholy that it's a pandemic and I can't be with a lot of my loved ones. And like, that's, that's the beauty of feelings. They, they layer all on top of each other. It's not like one feeling and then now, you know, cha-ching, you know, it's not like the feelings are like items on the, um, conveyor belt at the grocery store where it's, you know, swipe one feeling at a time, swipe one canned good at a time. It's like, no, they, you know, they can, you can have like five, six, seven feelings all at the same time. I'm going to keep meditating. I use the Calm app 10 minutes a day and, oh, wow, sweet Jesus, meditation is my friend. And I was doing it, but not, I was missing like a day or two a week and now I'm back to doing it every day and I definitely feel a little more calm and centered. And I'm going to keep on journaling. Again, I'm, I'm being easy on myself because I just don't have a lot of time for shit these days. So I might sometimes... I do have days where I, I I was journaling every day. I mean, I may have journaled every day for like two years straight, except for like days I was sick. And now I'm missing two or three days a week. And every other day seems to actually be good enough. And if I get a few days in a row, it's great. But it's a tool for me. But it's not a tool I have to use every day. And if it, if it is something that I have to do every day, then I start to, I have to pay attention to if it's becoming like an obsessive compulsive, um, like an obsession. I had OCD when I had postpartum depression. So it's something I'm aware of. And if it's something that it's like, if I don't do this, I suffer. It's like, oh, what's going on here? I'm going to keep exercising, which for me is walking and um, occasionally like playing soccer with the kids on the front lawn and getting my heart rate up. And I've also been doing strength training. And that's like 15 minutes a few times a week. Nothing, nothing spectacular here, folks. I'm going to keep doing things that give me joy, but I'm not going to be, I'm going to try to not be too locked into expectations. And okay, a final tip for myself and for you. I do this episode as much for me as for you guys. I'm going to do social media fasting 
whenever necessary. Um, social media, remember, makes it look like everyone else is busy having perfect lives, but they're not. No one has a perfect life, and social media just, you know, is that little square on Instagram of perfection, and you never know what has been cropped out and what happened right before and what happened right after. And if you ever feel like social media is driving you crazy, you can always take a day or a week or a lifetime off of it. And I have not been on Instagram as much as I was. And, you know, I don't really miss it that much. So we'll see. I might keep going with a little social media fasting there. All right. I think that's enough for this week. So I hope you all have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I expect I will not record an episode next week because I will be in a middle of a baking and cooking storm. But I will hopefully be back the week after Thanksgiving. And I am very grateful for this podcast and for all of you. And I, I hope you have lots to be grateful for this year. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.